Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, Roger. Poor, poor Roger. That's all I have to say. You'll have to stay tuned as we discuss this tragic (laughs) passing. (laughs) I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, my name is Rachel Goodman and we're here to talk <laughs> His Dark Materials, the season one finale. I'm here with my, we've got the clowns in today as part of our After Buzz panel. We've got Vito. I'm really sad today. And Holly. I feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, can I just say, I this whole entire season with Roger, I was hoping we would get the fanfic version. But we'll we ta- did. Yes, no, we did not. We'll talk about that in a second. Stay tuned until the very end, though, because we're going to have our segments. We're going to do page to screen. I have a lot to talk about here, including some excerpts from the book. And we've got our news. And, well, I guess we really can't. Well, I can't really do predictions, we'll but we'll get predictions. to the predictions. You can't, you can't do nothing, so, Rachel. I know too much. going to talk and, about a knife. Yes, mm. and I just... Yeah, no, I... <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, no. So, Roger, let's talk about him up front because I was trying not Aww. to spoil it for you guys the last time we talked, but I don't know if you could tell all the questions I was asking about Asriel in particular. I or- mean, we mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit and I did kind of have a prediction in which something with Roger was going to happen and either either he was going to like get shipped off to a new world. I like I can't remember. Did I say he would die? Yes. Yeah, and I sat here yeah. and smiled and tried not to and say anything. And I didn't anything. look at you Rachel smiled. when she said it. I, I did not look at Rachel when she said it. But yeah, I had this a feeling. This sounds so evil. I mean, it's just Lyra needed something to push her forward. I couldn't imagine yeah. anything else that would have been and that major. And yeah. that's exactly what I predicted yeah. in our last episode. And of course, I was correct. I Now I don't want to do predictions anymore because I keep being right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. What I I kept wanting to say last episode that really applies for this one yeah. is it's crazy how somebody who has two terrible parents can end up actually being a good person. This is just a testament to that, number one. Number two, when Coulter is the better parent... When Coulter is the better parent. Neither of them are good parents. <laughs> no. The best parents are Lee and Yorick, and yes. they are the only parents that lie There needs. you go. That's with, all I'm with, there you go That's with, the, with the gay daddies. That's and what I'm saying. I'm actually, I'm not mad at it. I'm not the mad at it. The the boy. I just find it to be very hilarious. Well, and it killed me when Pam was like, We don't have anybody. We're alone. No, you have Lee. Bring you the have bear Yorick. with you. Bring, yes. bring Lynn Manuel. I'm sure people would see Lynn Manuel Miranda on the street and be like, Oh, 
Oh, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I mean, he's more of her father than yeah. Azrael ever was. And Definitely. But here's the thing. At least Coulter, at the very end, was like, our daughter's in this world. I can't leave this world. Uh, yeah, but she's doing it for all the wrong mm-hmm. reasons. Like, True. you're just scared. She's, she would have the same ambition as Azrael if it wasn't for the fact that she was afraid of knowing what he wants to know. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, what do you think, Holly? There's nothing stronger than the bond between a mother and their child. It literally takes a lot to rip that apart, and I don't care how much they quote-unquote hate their child. There's, It's like the invisible... Invisible. I made up a word, y'all, just to let you know. It's a good word, the, We're going to go with it. Thank you. The invisible umbilical cord, say that ten times fast, <laughs> <laughs> it is always there. Can I ask a question? You can ask me anything and it's, you want. And unfortunately, Rachel, it only applies to her because you probably Thank know. You. Okay. Do you think that Coulter is going to get a redemption arc? <laughs> I'm not going to answer you. Because that's exactly why I didn't want to ask you. My guess, just based off of her character, is yes. But I don't think we're going to get a full redemption. I think she's going to eventually... In like season three, when it's going to come out, is uh, going my to question, s- sacrifice herself. No, no. My question is how uh, you how you gonna ask me a question and then answer it before I even have a chance? Oh, girl. Ooh. I was just asking. <laughs> Holly, how would you answer Man, that question? Tell me how you really feel. Uh, you know what? I, I was just saying that to avoid my feelings. Um, I'm sorry for the projection. You're stalling okay. for time, as a certain bear once said a couple episodes ago. I'm not that sorry. It's okay. Team Slytherin. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I don't think she's going to get redemption. Okay. I think that she's going to help save Lyra and end up sacrificing herself. Okay. Rachel, the way you're looking at me right now makes me feel like I'm right again. So I'm just going to say, oh, man, what I'm going to say might ruin it. So I'm not going to yeah, say. Don't How, about sit, please. How about that? How about that? I just I hate uh, looking at your facial expressions and not knowing what to do with it. I am dying on the inside. Are you really? There's so many things that I want to actually say. Um, and the book readers, you guys can feel me right now. But um, yeah, so. What I will say is if I had temporary amnesia and did not remember the books, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. based on what I saw just from that moment where we actually see Coulter and Asriel together again, we'll call it their love story that will not be, Mm -hmm. um, when I see them together, she did give off very motherly vibes, and I felt like she could have a mother, like, like, I felt like she could have an arc. Now, I will say this, to play the devil's advocate, because you said that a a mother-daughter bond, there's nothing stronger than that. And while Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with you, I think that there can be a father-daughter bond that is just as strong. I have seen fathers in real life where they, you know, there is just a connection between them and their kids, whether boy, girl, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, I've seen the connection with fathers and their children, so hmm. my thought is that I'm disappointed in Azrael because it doesn't matter that he's a male. It, it's not to me. It's not an excuse. He should have just been. He should have been saying the same thing as Coulter that he could like. Even if he, for whatever reason, had to leave because that's his character arc and what he has to do. Just everything that he did with Lyra, the way that we've seen him, the way it's even worse in the book where he doesn't want to be sentimental. 
I remember the first time, like, I read this, I was like, this guy is worse. Worse than Coulter could ever be. Did it make you want to pick up the book and throw it to the ground? It made me never want to trust him ever again. <laughs> yeah. Can you say it with me, Vito? Ding. So, like, from that... No, you don't get that from me now. <gasps> what? <laughs> Love so, me. from that perspective, I would say Coulter has more of a chance of having a redemption than Azrael, in my mind. It does make me wonder whether Azrael is going to experience the kind of, like, Pandora box effect when it comes to, like, is he going to open too much that he doesn't want to know, and then, like, ultimately come back to the world and be like, okay, I'm gonna be with my daughter. I don't think so. I think he's gonna no. get fried. I think his eyes are gonna get fried when he when he opens that box. It's just gonna... If anything, die. a guy like him, it just gets worse. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. If um, I mean, if anything, we can just, like, <laughs> kill everyone, destroy the whole world, and start over. Yeah. Happy thoughts. Apparently there's a bunch of other worlds to go around. <laughs> right. So. There's plenty to choose from. <sighs> it's crazy. I, I literally have a deja vu feeling right now because Man in the High Castle deals with multiple dimensions, and I'm on the Man in the High Castle after Buzz Whoa, show. does and it? legitimately predicted that as one of the things. Wild. So, hi. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am just as smart as I look. Yeah, but... <laughs> to the right world here. <laughs> His dark materials. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, um, we... So we see everything kind of leading up to this moment with Roger. Right. We get this huge battle. We see Coulter has arrived. Um, this battle between, um, we get the Magisterium, and then we get, as I'm calling them, Da Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. What did you guys think of all of that? I think... Oh, go ahead. If you okay, have something to say. I, mean, I, was just, I was just like, yeah, get him. Right there. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. I was so happy. I love a good fight when, when you know, our protagonists are on top. Like, I'm... Just, oh, the whole time I was like, yes, get yeah. And then... But then when Roger... I was, I was, <laughs> oh, back uh, to Roger again. <laughs> I was so sad. I was sad. Like, I know. I was thinking, oh, they're going to be, like, the best loves of all time. But then I knew there had to be a sacrifice. Nothing is free. It's so sad because they had their tent scene. Yeah. And I was like... At that point, I knew that it was going to happen the way it happened in the books. I was like, yeah. By the my, tent scene, do you mean, like, them under the under, covers with the sandwiches? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're playing with the... I was like, a so fork. innocent. Yeah. You're so good. And the hugs and... Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, legit gonna cry right now. Hold on. But, like, uh. real, real quick, back to the battle. I'm very interested to see what other fans eventually, th- when they see it, think about it. Because I feel like there's been one thing with the battles that has been consistent. It hasn't been as big as people have wanted it. Yeah. Honestly, I, being that it's HBO, part of me was, like, like expecting, like, much bigger. Like, us I was to spend too. more time in it. I'm mm. wondering if in season two... Which I'm guessing is going to go into the the knife. Um, I'm wondering if there's going to be battles and if they're going to be able to be bigger because now that they have a fan base, maybe HBO will trust them a little better to be like, okay, now we can spend this much money on the battle. This is how much money we can spend on CGI because yeah. that feels like the only thing that was holding them back. Not that they did a bad job. It's yeah. just like, for instance, for the final battle with the Zeppelins versus the Bears, it felt kind of anticlimactic except for mm-hmm. watching Lyra go through her her motions. Now, I will say this. I felt I'm not sure about the battle because I feel like in my mind when I read it, I may have, you know, like it feels different when you're reading something versus seeing them actually adapt it for the screen. Um, But just so you guys know, this little, I mean, you can't really see this on the screen too well, but I'll I'll just kind of briefly Mm -hmm. say that from page 320 to, so we get from 
when we were when we were looking at that scene where she falls from the hot air balloon, yeah. to me it was such a long time between that and the finale. But in this, it's only a matter of like you know sixty pages. Yeah, but that's still Wait, looks a whole like a- sixty pages. That's like a fifth of the book, though. Yeah. Well, it's not the, no me, big deal. But yeah, that is like, only two it, chapters. And it could just be the way that they really had me emotionally invested watching yeah. the show. Not mm. that I wasn't invested for the book, but I felt like the show, um, I felt like I've, I've spent more time in these last two episodes, um, whereas the book seemed to go by much more quickly, even with the battle. That's really interesting, because I thought personally that it might have been an issue with Sometimes it feels like they have issues with pacing. Yeah. In which case, like, some of the scenes felt like they didn't hang long enough. Like, for instance, in the battle, like, I felt like that could have had a little bit of a longer stretch. The place where I thought the pacing was perfect, though, was at the very end when it was Asriel with Coulter. Yeah. Like, that whole scene from the moment that he severs the tie between um, George, no. (laughs) Um, Did you say George? That's a throwback to the last episode. You guys are going to have to watch. But when he severs the demon like from that point on I like I was hooked and that pacing felt perfect to me. Do you know what I love and we were talking about this as we were watching too and Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about the books when we get to the segment but I just want to say right now some things you just can't like at least me there's certain ways that I imagine this happening from reading it versus actually seeing it <laughs> that moment at the end in the in the show where we see the portal opened and we see the way so the portal yes and we see Coulter and Asriel and just the way that they're standing under it yeah. under it and the lighting and just the way that they handled the cinematography in that moment I could not have imagined it that way great so, job to the mm-hmm. cinematographers you did a kick ass job the whole time Exactly. And and just to kind of like piggyback off of what you were saying about how you were wishing that we would actually have the huge battle and that HBO would have invested in it. Think about a lot of major shows that were around for a while, like um, like Haven, Lost Girls, Magicians, um, Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. They all started out really, really cheap and we didn't get much out of it. But now they've become like the biggest fan shows that have ever existed. So I have hope for this one, too. And this ain't cheap. I can tell that. That's the thing. So it can only... I can only imagine what the quality raising exactly. will do for this already beautiful show. I'm yeah. excited for the season two portals. Oh! I'm just saying. I'm very, I'm so excited. God, yeah. Me too. Like, I seriously have never had a show before where I've been so excited about the second season. Like, HBO, you finally got me. It took a long time. I didn't get into Game of Thrones. I didn't get into anything else. You finally got me. So, here's the thing, too, and I, I won't say, I want, okay, it only gets even more interesting when we get to, when we get to season two because of, well, not that we've, obviously, we haven't seen season two, but yeah. from the books, there is a whole lot more that they're going to do with this. Okay. I won't say anything, yeah. but I that's especially why I'm so excited, because there's things that they, there are places they can go with this. Yeah. From what I've seen in the books, that will be fascinating to see how they actually adapt it for the screen. Hmm. Um, I have to say I am very interested personally in reading The Golden Compass and possibly reading The Subtle Knife. Just because it's not that I'm impatient. It's also just that like I want to feel what it's like to read this and then see it. Yeah. But like another part of me is just like I've already seen season one. I have expectations for what season two might be, and I kind of want to leave that. I, I'm very 
on the fence about wanting to read it. If this was a graphic novel, though, if there was a graphic novel version of The Golden <laughs> Compass, I would probably read it instantly. I believe there is. So oh, this is great right. I believe there is. When I was on his um, Amazon page, he first of all, he's got a ton. There, there are sequels to these books beyond the trilogy. Um, but he pulled out the yes, laptop. It's I real. believe there is a graphic novel on The Golden Compass, if Thank not God. all. There might be graphic novels for the three originals. But um, I digress. So getting back, let's talk a little bit uh, while Vito searches. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Will. There is, guys. Good news. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So (laughs) next season, you'll have been. (laughs) I'll be caught up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This guy. Um, Cool. So good to know. Um, with with everything going with Will, what I found especially fascinating is that at the very end, after we we see that Lyra is crossing into the portal, mm-hmm. at the same time, we've seen everything going on with Will, leading up to a moment where he is crossing or about to cross. I have a theory about this, what? but oh. I, I mean, we can talk about it in the show first. But let's I talk a, about it because we yeah. will. You guys, your watch. wig is gonna fall off in a second, Vito. Let's let's <laughs> let him do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, from what I know about like other things that do cross-dimensional travel, I think they're gonna find each other in that portal. I like. There's no way. Like there, we saw if you if you watch as Lyra enters the portal, you'll see there's a bunch of threads that are alongside her. It looks like the way that they do it is they took a bunch of like LED wires and kind of just put it that way. But that means that there are cracks in those walls, which means you could probably transport anywhere that you would want to in that. So my guess is she's going through one of the major ones and. He's going through one of the minor ones. And they're going to meet in the middle, and that's where they're going to meet. And they're going to be like, why are you here? I'm so excited for them to meet. I will um, say Yes, please, though. Ah, I need one of these portals. I also need one of these portals. Maybe we'll be in the center of it. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm so you can excited. Come to Rachel. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was over like, here. Nice. With my book reading stuff. <laughs> hey, you already know the story. <laughs> you can sit with us. <laughs> thank you. I feel so privileged. God, but I seriously, I am. I just the 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 look of it all just was so good. And I don't know who helped develop that style, but whoever did it, seriously, congratulations. I will try and find your name to shout you out on season two, episode one, as soon as I can. But. Yeah. You blew my mind. So, okay, we touched on Will. There was, I think, so we're gonna, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, too, because page screen, there mm-hmm. are some things to say regarding his, uh, regarding the cat that we see. Kitty. So well, I am forewarning everybody now. Whoa, if you, this whoa, is a bit of a whoa. spoiler. I will save it from page <laughs> to screen. If you do not want to know this, then when we get to our page to screen segment, you may want to just mute. kind of mute for, you know, two minutes mm. and then come back. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think it's fair enough to talk about it because it's not giving away too much. And I've already told our other yeah. panelists here. So. Also, I already figured it out. So. Yeah. yeah, we kind of, Spoiler we all learned. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, true. Um, um, we already kind of predicted this a little bit on past ones. We've all kind of talked about it separately, but yeah. we'll yeah. talk about it. And that. I'm sure you guys out there listening have already figured it out, too. Or have already read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is such, this is kind of a random note, but I wanted to throw mm-hmm. it in there, too. I am a Throwing huge fan of Outlander, and we saw a character named Thoral 
Thorold. Thorold. He is played by Gary Lewis, and if you guys noticed, he has a Scottish accent, and that is because um, he well, he is Scottish, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> who would have guessed? Yeah, but um, he also played Colin McKenzie in Outlander. So cool. Jamie's uncle. That's so cool. And he was a he was a key character. I know nothing actor. about Outlander, but she was very yes. excited about that, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited and, about that. And Outlander's coming back soon, <laughs> February 16th. You so. know what? I'm I'm excited for you. Yeah, yes. me too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited too. Guys, go watch her show. Go watch her show, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. when Outlander is over, come back to us. Exactly. Come back to yeah. us. And we'll talk about we'll all these shows together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Like, his character, that interaction with him and Coulter, I was like, talk about silver tongue. like, let's mm. be honest. The the thing I love about the writing, and I don't just mean the book writing, yeah. I mean the actual script writing, the thing is that there's so much subtext, yeah. and that you that scene with Coulter and Thorold, where they're both talking to each other and saying so many things that they're not actually directly saying. Yeah. Um, it, it just it's a testament to their acting skills. It's yeah. also a testament oh, yeah. to their characters. Mm-hmm. It was such a fun scene, balance wise, when he yeah. knocks him out, and, and basically it's it's like Coulter knew that he was going to do that. Yeah. And I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was just fun to watch, and yeah. it's fun to watch Coulter try to manipulate everybody and how she changes and kind of going back again to that scene. Um, you know, we already talked about this, but the scene where she's telling Azrael that she wants to stay in the world where her daughter is. Yeah. I, wow. you, I think you had mentioned that it was kind of a manip- manipulation too because it was more about potentially, or the power. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with that in a sense too because you just never know with her how she actually feels yeah. because she's always wearing a mask depending upon who she's speaking with. Yeah, yeah uh, and I also feel like she was kind of coming from a place of like, huh, win-win situation. I get to be here and be in power because her biggest problem was Asriel. Even though they were together, she was constantly competing with him, always competing yeah. with him. And now just one one less common factor for her to compete with and she can just take over that realm in the Magisterium and have her daughter by her side who will eventually take her down too. So, you know, it's a short-lived victory for her and she got a kiss on the way out. I'm mad at you, Coulter. I'm mad. (laughs) I think she's going to capitalize off of that portal. There's no way because she's not going to have the Magisterium follow him in there. They're not going to. Unless, like, somehow Boreal ends up like being like, oh, he went there. Uh, I'll go there. I'll hunt him and then like do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I don't think but it's just like enough. now there's a portal to heaven just sitting on top of a mountain. So let's talk about that. The mention of heaven. One thing that I found mm. very, I think this was one of my favorite uh, moments that we had with Asriel mm. outside of his, you know, stellar moment with Roger. Yeah. Um, the moment where he's talking with Lyra and they say they're talking about the Bible yeah. and they are both quoting the Bible at the oh, same time. Such a good moment. Lyra, they've she's been taught good evil. versus evil. Asriel's pointing out that it isn't necessarily, like, that's yeah. the wrong word. And I feel mm-hmm. like, as much as I don't like Azrael, I felt I do agree with a lot of what he says in regards Same. to religion. Yeah. Like, I would be more on his side with science to the point where, like, I, I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm not going to go kill somebody in the name of science. That's good. But, yes, very good. That's that's that good does know. happen, But though. his logic and, like, everything that he was saying in terms of the practicality and yeah. how the way that in this world but not just this world, in every world how, you know, certain organizations have tried to brainwash people into believing well, and specifically in this 
this case that we are born into sin and that mm-hmm. we have to atone for these sins and and just the the radical idea that this isn't true mm-hmm. i feel like in another i feel like another version of Azrael could have been a revolutionary who could have mm. brought so much good to this world. Yeah, but somebody has to be the villain in someone's story. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I actually, I love that part too. I love the fact that Pullman was able to incorporate that without it being so direct mm-hmm. because it allows people who actually do share those beliefs or people who don't share those beliefs to still watch the show and enjoy and take what they want from it, whether it's it's the religiosity and the ideology of it all or if it's just hey I really like looking at portals and yeah. cute little animals and, and whatnot. like I, I love how he put it all together and I agree with it too that's one of the reasons why I love sci-fi and yeah. I love this series because it tends to talk about things in society in a way that we can interpret it as just a feel good journey Yeah. and in addition to that I think it's also cool of Pullman to show that like somebody that is ne- that is against the church isn't necessarily good as much as yeah. somebody that is for the church or for religion in this matter, like, isn't necessarily bad. Yeah. Like, I think that they took Azrael and were, was like, hey, here is the extreme of the factor of, like, he believes in science, but he believes science so much that he has become this, like, megalomaniac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Pullman's not trying to pull a, like, oh, science is good and religion is evil. He's showing, like, oh, these are both very complex things. Right. And they they go against each other a lot, but neither of them are good. But let's also be real here. <laughs> Pullman does kind of believe. Definitely <laughs> well, no, he, does. He definitely but, goes right but, into it, for sure. <laughs> but I agree with you, and you actually took the words right out of my mm. mouth. I was literally thinking and that... It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's that he doesn't, you know, like we're like you're saying too, Holly, mm-hmm. that he doesn't just say, "Oh, well, this guy who believes in science, he is the ultimate person and we yeah. should be looking up to him." I love the multi-layer that he dimensions that he brings mm-hmm. to each and every character, mm-hmm. and that's part of what makes it so fascinating, like watching Coulter say good things about Lyra. Watching Coulter actually step up and be a mother some of the time, it makes you want to like her, and it makes it harder. It it, it makes it easier to see her as a human being, and Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to recognize that Asriel, who we did, like, from the beginning, they showed him as this very wholesome person. Maybe not a good father, Hmm. but they did show him as, like, a good person, and to show that even somebody who you might think is good, who Lyra did look up to and respected, even somebody like that has their issues. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it just goes to show um, kind of energy. Yeah. Um, it's neither good nor bad. It's what we do choose to do with it, just like money. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I guess yeah. we can all agree on that I, one then. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So with the time that we have left, I just want to ask you guys, mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts you want to say, um, not just about the episode, but maybe anything you want to say about the season overall? I was just going to say that I've pretty much said all I can at this point. Now I'm just waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I'm very interested to see where this is going to go now because now we're not going to just be in two worlds. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that it's going to split off into like getting into more complex roots and more complex worlds. I'm I'm really hoping that HBO and the BBC like keep this up because I think they've had a pretty good viewing and in my opinion mm-hmm. like this is so far one of my favorite 
shows on television right now besides maybe The Mandalorian, oh, um, which I've too. been having a great time with. But <laughs> seriously, like, out of, I, I'm so glad that I have not really gotten into this series until this point in my life. Not because of any other reason besides, like, I just think I'm very receptive to it now. And this is kind of the content that I'm interested in, like, making and kind of this, like, fantasy, but also talking about, like, mm-hmm. a lot of r- real world issues. And I just, like, I, like, I am so glad to be introduced to Philip Pullman in the way that I have in such a positive way. Same. Because obviously this series could have gone a lot worse than like fans had expected or anything. I know the Golden Compass is like often held up in weird regards, but this is so far so good. It's really close. Yeah. Really, really close. I won't lie. Um, After watching the Golden Compass, the film back when it came out, I think in 2004, I was really turned off. Mm. It it just wasn't, it didn't feel that well done. It had potential. So when his Dark Materials was introduced, Introduced to me, I was I was a little bit skeptical. I was thinking, oh, it's I'm gonna sure be okay. you and so many others. Yeah. So every episode, when I was like, oh, oh, what's happening here? This is amazing. <laughs> I I was thoroughly impressed. That's so awesome. good job, yeah. HBO, BBC, Pullman. Yeah, great job. Seriously. Um, let's go ahead and get to our segments. We're gonna start with our news with yes. Ellie. Awesome. So, as you all know, this was our final episode of His Dark Materials until HBO and BBC returns with Season 2. And hopefully, after watching the series, you feel inspired to go check out the books. And if you haven't read the books already... I'm sorry, if you have (laughs) read the books already, GoodHousekeeping.com was sweet enough to put together a really juicy short list of reads to help fill that void while we anxiously... Oh, I mean, <clears throat> patiently Patience. wait for season two to come back to the screen. So some books that goodhousekeeping.com has recommended would be The Book of Dust by yes. Philip Pullman. <laughs> oh, is that? Okay, yes. yes. Already book, previously mentioned in this after show. Yes. yes, The Book of Dust by Philip Pullman. And then the next book would be The Shadow of Wind by Carlos Ruiz Zafon. And the book after that would be The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. You guys already know about the adaption on Hulu. I've read the book, too. Yeah, I heard the books are amazing. It is amazing. Right. If you haven't read The Handmaid's Tale, you go out. Like, you should read it. Yes. (laughs) Like, yesterday. (laughs) Yes. And then also, The Amulet of Sam... Hold on, let me try this. The Amulet of Samarkand by Jonathan Stroud. I actually heard really good stuff about that one, too. It's very similar. And then last but certainly not least will be the circle of magic so you guys go ahead and check out those books if you're interested and hey if you don't feel like reading a book i've got something really exciting speaking of filling the void okay yo (laughs) yo i am so excited about this one y'all this definitely will keep us excited while we wait for season two to come back hbo brings his dark materials creatures to snapchat using ar technology that's pretty neat yes the mobilemarketer.com has shown this set, and we want to play a little clip for you so you can check it out. Yes. Also. Oh, man. <laughs> Lynn Manuel. I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. I do. He is the nicest yeah. person. 
he just seeing his interviews, seeing the way that he tweets. Yes, I mean that looks amazing. That but is really I had cool. To give him a yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll play that for you one more time yeah, so you can sorry. see the whole thing. <laughs> now this is this is amazing. It's so cool to see how this technology is taking place and and really just starting to take the TV world by storm. And what's there even more oh, amazing, yeah, right? It just comes right through. And what's even more incredible <laughs> is now you can have it at the palm of your hands using Snapchat. So That's guys, really cool. like I said, while we wait, go ahead, check out some good books, hang out on Snapchat, become your favorite, His Dark Materials creature, you know I will. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Why of course. Why of course. Speaking <laughs> of books, it is that time for us to get to our page to screen segments. Uh, <laughs> I have been waiting for this episode Obviously, I want to talk about that ending. Um, before yeah. I get there, because I'm going to read a couple of excerpts from the book, very <sighs> short ones. Will you tell um, us a story? Yes. Here's the part where I tell a spoiler. You guys already know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you don't want to know, it's nothing major. Spoiler alert. Just tune out or like plug your ears for like spoiler 20 alert. seconds while yeah. I talk about this. Mm-hmm. That cat. Yeah. Okay. The cat that we've seen with Will. The way that it happened in The Subtle Knife is that internally, so Will has always had a demon, Mm -hmm. um, it's been inside of him. It does not become a cat until he crosses over. Okay. Um, Mm. So that's where, and I'm not going to say anything else because I think that would be too much, but um, it's this idea that he always had a demon inside, but I think what they're doing with the cat, um, since eventually the demon does transform into a cat, uh, I think that they are just trying to... I think visually, they couldn't show it the way that they did it in the books. Okay. So they had to have an actual animal following him. Um, so, yeah, that's did, that's the big mm, thing. I, so, I want to ask how they showed it in the books, like, with it being inside him, but I feel like that's I, going too I, yeah, far. I don't want to spoil it yeah. for anyone beyond that, but I just felt like I had to talk about it since we did see Will a lot and we did see the cat, and I wanted to mention that. Um, yes, we'll have to wait around for season two. Yeah. Or, so much waiting. Or Please don't books. remind me. Or read the books. <laughs> or read the books. They're really read good. The uh. um, okay, the other thing I want to talk about is, well, I'm going to get to the ending, um, specifically with Cole and Azrael because there is a major difference. Um, but first, I'm going to just quickly just read on page 320. We were talking about this in the last episode where how is it that Lyra actually fell out of a hot air balloon and lived? So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the key sentence. The balloon was certainly descending because they were enveloped a second later in thick freezing cloud. So basically they're coming down. Uh, scraps and wisps of it flew through the basket and then everything was obscured all at once. It was like the thickest fog Lyra had ever known. After a moment or two, wow. there came another cry from Serafina, and the aeronaut unlooped the rope from the cleat and wow. let go. So then we get this whole scene where eventually Lyra falls, um, and it basically it ends with her falling in a snowbank. But she oh. still does fall, and I mean, they're up in the clouds, so that's still a pretty pretty long fall well, there. Well, she's up in the mountains, so like, yeah. it yeah, might not yeah. be that high, but that, falling in a snowbank makes a lot more sense than falling on 
a mountain, in which case yeah. she probably would have gotten a lot hurt than yeah. holding her side for a little bit. But and, again, I'm not going to hold it against them. And they really should have shown that more. That would have been nice. Just for a second. Like, just like show, a, show the tumble. Yeah. Show her going into like rolling somehow. Yeah, but I guess mm-hmm. you have to be, I mean, we, we talked about last episode how they had restrictions because of her age. Maybe there were restrictions on stunts because of that as well. So uh, who's to say that they could have done that even if they wanted to unless so, it was a stunt double? I mean, this is this would have been terrible writing. They at least could have said Geez, I'm glad there was a stunt. Right. thing to let us know. It was so confusing. But at least we would have known. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. The other thing I want to talk about, and this, I was, my mind was blown when they changed this at the end, um, where they had it, um, when we see Lyra right after Roger, right after Asriel, you know, ends up killing Roger, and we see Lyra taking a tumble, and she presumably is knocked unconscious. That's the way they make it look in the show. And she seems too far away to have ever been able to hear this conversation between her parents. In the book, they make it very obvious that she actually hears their entire conversation, which I think... completely changes her your point of view yeah so this is this is hilarious but wait for this it's like a bit of like i feel like i'm kind of reading a romance novel right now um and when lyra looked up from them mrs coulter herself stood there clasped in lord asriel's arms light played around them like sparks and beams of intense Mm -hmm. and barrack power Mm -hmm. lyra helpless could only imagine what had happened. Somehow Mrs. Coulter must have crossed that chasm and followed her up here, her own parents, together, and embracing so passionately an undreamed-of thing. Her eyes were wide. Roger's body lay in her arms, still quiet at rest. She heard her parents talking. Her mother said, they'll never allow it. Her father said, allow it. We've gone beyond being allowed, as if we were children. I've made it possible for anyone to cross if they wish. So not only does she she spends she has more time with Roger. Yes. Before you talk, can we just give you a shout out right now? You just read us a book. I low key was right back in my childhood, about to go oh. to sleep in my onesie. Oh. That was dope. Thank you. I'm honored. I do have a question. Do you think that that was just uh, put that way because of the point of view of the book being that it was in first person. Do you think that's the only way they could have shown that? And maybe Philip Pullman would have done it in the way that they did it in the series. So I feel like uh, I'm. I feel yeah. like it would have been stronger if mm-hmm. they had her holding Roger because she would have. I felt like she needed more time with him because yeah. we just see her the way that it, it is in the show. Mm-hmm. We see her jump and she goes and enters the portal. Not that it doesn't make sense. But I feel like they paid more respect to Roger doing it this way. And I think that if they I think that they could have shown it a different way where she was awake yeah. and was actually holding Roger and kind of like overhearing her parents, I would have preferred that because that is such a pivotal moment that she's missing. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So I had to read that to you guys. Let's jump to our predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Well, Vito, I mean, you just told us how you think that both Will and Lyra are going to meet in the portal. So Mm -hmm. do you want to expand on that or do you feel like that's your prediction? I feel like pretty much that's my prediction. And from there, I think we're going to have to deal with like Boreal, like understanding that Lyra and Will are working together and like they're going to have a little bit of an awkward time in the beginning of the series where they're like who are you who are you what are you doing but yeah awesome that's my prediction 
I'm going to stick with mine, too. When I said earlier, I think that Coulter is going to try and take over this this realm that they're staying in. Is going to use Lyra, but at the end, end up sacrificing herself for Lyra. It's just going to be a tug and pull. And until then, I'm just going to hang out on Snapchat and, you know, yeah. be a, his Dark Materials creature. I have one more prediction. Yeah. I think the knife is actually to tear open the fabric of reality what? at will. And I think that's why he's trying to get it. I think he wants the power to cut it open and go wherever he wants. I'm going to predict that I should not predict anything. So, <laughs> All right, I, will not, I will not say anything to that. Thank you, guys. It has Thank been you. a blast. Yes, I love this panel so I'm gonna much. I'm an ugly crow. Uh, <laughs> Holly, where can everybody find you? Hi, my name is Holly Johnson, and you can find me at purehalley, P-U-R-E-H-A-L-L-E, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the things. I'm going to go back to crime now. And fellow Philadelphian Vito. If you guys want to talk to me about his dark materials, but not with spoilers, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at vscutty, that's at V-S-C-U-T-T-I. And I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter, at Rachel Goodman, or on my author Instagram account, at Rachel Radner Author. Until season two. We'll be back. We will be back. Go out, read the books, catch up on um, Golden Compass. Be good people. And we'll be back. See you when season two comes back. Yep. Bye, everybody. I'll miss be you. Be good. And if you're bad, don't get caught. Yes. Our founder, <laughs> Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 